Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. And then there was one, a single game left in the NFL season. Sad days, but fun for us. Welcome to the Pistons Podcast. Will Prince, Pete Prisky, Jason Lockerford, Nick Costos. Jason is in his uh, chateau in Baltimore. Pete and Nick are fat and happy in Fort Lauderdale. Or, 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 or starving, but one of the two. Starving. Starving. I've been grinding. I've been grinding. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, been sitting around. You're grinding. You got a you got a face full of ice cream. What are you grinding? You grind into the refrigerator. Because when you think of Freezer. Will Brinson, the word that comes to mind is grinder. Definitely, <laughs> he's a real grinder. I went for a run this morning. It's pretty good. Jason, over, over under on drinks. Jason had on the train ride home two and a half. Pete, what do you think? Oh, that's an over. <laughs> under. Wow. Under. Loser. Under. Just like the just like the Minnesota under Vikings. Under would have been the winner. Under uh, would have been the winner. All right. Well, look. Let's get to it. Two. Underdogs put up big fights. One of them emerged victorious. The Patriots. Let's go first to the Patriots Jaguars because I think even though the Eagles game was last, it and was it certainly sucked. not as exciting, right? The second half of that NFC Championship game was garbage, terrible. Case Keenum didn't show up. The Vikings offensive line didn't show up. But Tom Brady and the Patriots showed up in a huge way, Pete Prisco, and ripped the heart out of the city of Jacksonville. Blake Bortles was literally on the sidelines crying as Tom Brady, the GOAT, overcame a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit to win 24-20 and go to what I believe is his fourth Super Bowl in eight years. And eighth overall, which is insane. Oh, the guy's amazing. I mean, look, when he had to do it, he did it. That's the bottom line. Tom Brady does it when he has to do it. That's why he's the greatest quarterback of all time. That's why they're in the Super Bowl again. And, and the Jacksonville Jaguars curled up in the fetal position when they had to lead. They played not to lose. Rather oh. than to win, and, and that's exactly what happened. It came up, bit him in the butt. And I want to say, like, the officiating I thought was not good in the game. And, like, I think, you know, I don't think it's ridiculous to say kind of slanted towards the Patriots, 9 for 68 against 1 for 10. But, but let's. One, but, three for 10 yards on a special teams play. Ridiculous. But, but despite that, the Jaguars still should have won the game. The Jaguars had every opportunity to win the game. And you want to say that you're an all-time great defense? And it's a very good defense. I'm not taking anything away from them. But you know what? You gave a 42 last week against the Steelers, and you had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and you couldn't get it done. So I don't want to hear it from Jalen Ramsey and the Jaguars' defense this offseason because they had it all in front of them. It was all there. Stop Brady one time out of those couple times there once. And you win the game, and you're playing. Stop him in third and eighteen. Third you win and the eighteen, game. and you, you, know, got, you don't blitz. They awful. don't blitz. They're, awful. They didn't blitz all day. It was a terrible scheme today. Look. I thought. Jason, and Jason, look, did the Jaguars choked, or did Tom Brady step up? Both. Both. I mean, I think yeah. it's possible both. for both yeah. to happen. But both. but let's be real. Was it the Buffalo game this year? What was the game? Oh no, it was the Miami game where they played without Gronk and without Edelman. Right, and it's the worst we've seen New England look in a long time. Right, that Miami game, the Monday night game, they got blown out. What was this game? No Edelman, and then for three quarters of the game, no Gronk. And what happened? They overcame a ten-point deficit on the alleged best defense in the league. Like, look, the ball was going to Edelman, and that was pretty much it. And they didn't. Amendola, you mean? Amendola. They kept. I mean, Amendola. What did I say? Amendola. And they just played quarters, and they sat back there, and he kept finding he kept finding seams, and Brady kept making the throws. And 
you know, and look, they're supposed to be this big, bad, smash-mouth running team, right? That's their calling card on offense. Dude had 25 carries for like 75 yards. I mean, it's hard to run against 10. It's hard to run against 10 guys in the box. Well, I I get that, but it is the worst rushing defense in the NFL. And Bortles had to make big boy throws in the second half, and it didn't happen. I mean, this was a guy who at one point was 15 and 17 with 12 straight completions. He was 15 and 17 for 186. I think he went like, what, like. Four for five for fifteen. The rest of the day, they stopped throwing them first down. Jason, seventy-five yards. They stopped throwing them first down. Yeah, I don't know if you could put it on. I, I think they got way too conservative yeah. in the second, and it really started. And here's the other thing about this Jaguars defense: like a- anyone with half a brain knows, Patriot. If, if the Patriots get the ball at the end of the first half, they're going down, punching that in, and it's fourteen ten. That happens. They get the ball. The Jaguars do with fifty-five seconds left. Sit on the ball from that point. Yeah. Kneel on it. Go, in, go into the half with a four-point lead. Compare and contrast that with what the Eagles did at the end of the first half in the NFC Championship game. And then, Pete, the conservative game plan in the second half. The Jaguars played that second half not to lose, as opposed to going out there and trying to win. It was and terrible. Slay the dragons. And, and look, a couple penalties killed them. Obviously, the the play that is getting just kind of overlooked is the delay a game coming out of a timeout. That should shouldn't never happen. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be overlooked because that that was the timeout delay game that flipped the game. Right? It was on the yeah. third. And long well, they had a first down on the thirty-two. If that play counts, it's a Blake Bortles. There's a beautiful back shoulder throw to Mercedes Lewis, who, by the way, got interfered with multiple times and never called. I just outrageous non-calls, and we were all over that well on Twitter, and you were hundred percent right. Sad people. Anyway, but the, on the on the delay game, Pete's hundred percent right. Like you come out of a timeout. You have a third down conversion. You have a play call. You have a play called. Bortles makes the throw. By the way, terrible that the refs didn't blow the play dead before with the, the delay of game. And then you have to go back and you have a third and seventeen for longer. You get sacked back at midfield. You have to punt. The Patriots get the ball. And at that point, just like at the end of the game, and just like you said, Nick, at that point we knew the Patriots were scoring. They were getting points on that drive, just like you knew Tom Brady when he got the ball with five minutes left in the fourth quarter was going to march down the field and score a touchdown. It's those sort of mistakes that you can't come back from as a team like the Jaguars that is predicated on running the ball, playing great defense, and trying to pull a massive upset in New England. It's it, it, it's 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 a bad. I thought the Jacksonville coaches did a great job preparing for their team for this game, and their offensive and defensive game in the first half were great. But they botched that at the end there, and a couple of plays right then and there. I mean, it's a game of inches, yada yada. But it's true. Like a couple of key plays flipped that game. How about that? The off got away from some stuff too. Like it seemed like Grant. So much. They got away from Grant. Yelled and yelled and yelled in early. A lot of screens. And no, Grant. Grant. Grant was making and the Grant, catches. Corey Grant looked great, and, and then Grant. all of a sudden he's on a yeah. milk carton in the second half. And then and then you don't see him anymore. I, I don't know why they got away from some stuff. But look, it was a field position game in the second half. They didn't trust their quarterback to make plays. It's as simple as that. The guy who they're going to pay another eighteen million dollars to next year, maybe, and who will—well, they're going to—and and who will prevent them from upgrading? He didn't prevent him from winning the game today. Don't, 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 you can't put that they on didn't him. Let him win the game. No, but look, you got a ten-point lead in the fourth quarter, and you got this supposedly great defense. You win you, that you game. You know what? I, I'm, I think I'm with Jace because, like, you think about what Bill Belichick's done in his career, and the one, the game, the moment I'll go back to is that Sunday night game in Indianapolis when he went for that fourth and two in his own territory against Peyton Manning and the, so, Kevin, the Kevin fourth Falk, and Jackass. You know, because he thought that his defense couldn't make a stop. 
How many times, and like, it was crazy. And I, Will, I don't know if it was you that tweeted it or someone else. I thought it was you. That how many times have we seen the Patriots in a fourth and short, like a fourth and two or a fourth and three, past midfield, punt the ball? They did it like three times in a row in the second half. And that's basically Bill Belichick saying, we don't trust this dude to go out there and win this game or, 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 or get them back in good field position. We're going to down the ball inside the 10-yard line. Blake is going to go three and out, and then we're going to get the ball back, and we'll play the field position game until we tie the game. So it wasn't just that the Jaguars felt that Bortles couldn't win the game. Belichick knew that Bortles couldn't win the game. Well, and I will say this. As much as we're banging on the defense, and rightfully so, the defense still went out and made plays in the second half. I mean, the, 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 the fumble on Lewis, the ability to run 50 yards across the field. Miles make Jack, that play that damn. Miles Jack played. Why was that play special. blown dead, by the way? Yeah, that was bad. If you're going to rule a fumble and you're going to rule... You got to let it play out. He picks it up, he's running for a touchdown. Yeah, if you're fast enough to rule that a fumble in real time, because Lord knows I didn't think it was a fumble. I just assumed Lewis was down. Um, But it ruled Jack was down and it was a fumble. Then you can't blow the play dead based on contact there. But regardless, all that did was take 90 seconds off the clock. Because it was a quick three and out. Correct. They punted again. And New England lost they ran on first down and about 25 yards of field position. They ran on first it. down, and then they went, they went run, uh, incomplete pass, and then he hit Hearns for seven, which was one yard short, and they had to punt. It, look, the, the bottom line is they lost their aggressiveness in the second half, which was a bad decision. If you're, you, but even so, throw all that out the window. You have this supposed great defense, and you're up 10 in the fourth quarter, and they're facing third and 18. You must win that football game, period. Oh, I agree. And look, in the look in the first half, the Jaguars had drives of 23 yards, punt, 76, 82, and then 30. And they took negative two to, to take knees and go to the half like chickens with 55 seconds. And then the second half, 39, negative two, 66, 9, 22, negative one, and 32. I mean, they, they got a field goal with, uh, what, four, with 14.52 to go in the fourth quarter. And they after that, they didn't go further – 32 yards on the drive. I mean, they punt, 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 and turnover on downs. Pete, you're, you're right. They changed the way that they, they did what you always see NFL coaches do, which is get a lead and say, all right, let's just run it on first down and keep that clock moving and keep that clock moving. See, but, but it's, it was- in- it's interesting, Will, because Doug Peterson do- didn't do that in the NFC Championship game, and the Jaguars didn't do that last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is insane to me because, and, and, Pete, when did I say to you, because we're watching the game here, and I said, last week against Pittsburgh in these spots, so Patriots scored to go to cut it to 20-17. to 17. The Steelers did something similar last week a couple times, right? They scored it, cut it to a one-score game, and then Bortles leads them down the field because they didn't curl up in the fetal position with the play calling. And then that's exactly what they did this week. Aside from the turnover that they got when, when he took the ball away, the field position had a lot to do with that. They played the field, but they played scared in their own end. That's what that was. I mean, those punts were pinned them in, what, to the 10 and the inside 12? The ten, seven, I think they yeah. started at the 9, the 10. Job. Yeah. Yeah. Was Ryan Allen was, was terrific. So, so I think that had something to do with they were afraid to make a mistake. But, look, bottom line is if you're the Jaguars and you're on the road and you're winning that game, you got to play to win. You've got nothing to lose. Right. Right? Go, go out gravy. there and try, and try and slay the yeah, dragon, it and was, they didn't. The plan stunk. Look, the plan stunk. They didn't blitz enough on defense. They're not a big blitz team, but sometimes you got to break those tendencies. Why was Boye off every damn time in coverage? They, they, they gifted Brandon Cooks 100 receiving yards because Boye's playing 10 yards off him. I thought the pass interference call was a bad call, by it the got way. His head. That early call, I felt like got yeah, his head a little bit. That was a bad call. 
Um, look, there were some holds, like you said, Will. But, but you know what? Look, officiating is always bad. I just think it was bad in this game. Even though. so, one it was bad. It Patriots, was bad as per usual. But you got to find a way to win that game. Jacksonville <laughs> should be in the Super Bowl. They they blew it. They have a ten point lead. You're supposed to win that game. Where's the That's pass true. rushers? When they hit the fifty four yard field goal, right? You're thinking this is this should be their day, right? I mean, when you're seeing stuff like that happen in Foxborough, you're thinking they're they're the better team. And 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 here's the craziest thing about this podcast. We haven't thrown any accolades at Brady yet. And you know what I mean? It's like we take it for granted. Like, it's so crazy how, like, no one's even talking about, like, New England could win back-to-back Super Bowls. Like, no one even talks about it just because we just figure they should be in the Super Bowl every year. Like, Tom Brady still had to go out there and win the game. Like, he still had to make those throws to Amendola. You know what I mean? He still did run the quarterback. With no, with no run game and no Gronk. Thumb or whatever. Yeah, they, they, they didn't even have a pretense of running the football. And he still went out there and picked those guys apart systematically when he had to. I mean, he still overcame a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit against supposedly the best defense in his conference. I mean, look, I mean, we, we want to turn this into a Tom Brady slobber session we can. I mean, because the guy's the greatest quarterback of yeah, all time. He's phenomenal. He did it again. I mean, it's who had the quote on the Jaguars after the game? I think it might have been Telvin Smith. We got Bradyed. Like, that's, that's it's, it's basically, it's, it's a verb at this point. Like, the Falcons got Bradyed. The Jaguars got Bradyed. Everyone but, gets Bradyed, but they except, had to, except for the Jaguars. They had to do it in a little different fashion because they had to flea flicker twice or throw back, you know. And granted, he fumbled the one. He had the pass interference. Is that and, that different than the stuff they did against Baltimore three years ago? Yeah. That they changed the rules right. to prevent the loophole right. with the tackle. Right. But I mean, that's not unusual. But isn't that what the Patriots do? Is this time of year, they empty out the playbook. It just yeah. wasn't vintage Brady. It wasn't stand there and fire pass, pass, I, pass. I thought pass. he was pretty freaking good. I don't know. <laughs> Here's what's so stunning about it to me. His throwing hand from three days ago. That's amazing. Like, like it's the salary cap era where the league has basically set it up for parity. But yet, this team is so head and shoulders above everybody every single year. It's it's mind boggling. It's it's Belichick too. It's but it's Brady and Belichick. It's both of them. But it's more Brady. Brady's the best. It is it is such a rare confluence of events. The perfect storm that hit the NFL over the past two decades here. Best coach and best quarterback, right? Because. What happened? Every they go down. What happens? They come back because Belichick's a better coach and because Brady's a better quarterback. And Jason, you're right. It's gotten to the point where we overlook it, right? Where it's like it's like Look, we, they're expected about the demise of the Jags. Like screw the, the like, Jaguars. Like because, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, bro, I got news for you. The Jaguars won't be back in the championship game next year. They're gonna I'm go eight. Well. I think they're gonna go eight and eight next year. What if they get Kirk Cousins? <laughs> Jaguar, look, did you look? Look, the Jaguars have the pieces in place to continue to be a good franchise. The Jaguars aren't going to die and just wither away. Uh, look, Pete's already said that the AFC South might be the best division of football next year. It's which got is, a chance to be good. It'll be good. This not as good as the NFC South. Um, all right, uh, Zach, can you – the, the conductor is not on with us tonight. Um, Zach, He's can celebrating you pipe- his Eagles victory. The conductor, yeah, a big Eagles yeah. fan. And Zach, can you pipe in – this, te- this is a big test for you. Can you pipe in the sound from the tweet I just texted you? All right, Zach has nodded, but I don't know if that means that it's coming at any point soon. I can give it okay. a shot. Okay, Zach's going to give it a shot. So this is this is speaking of Tom Brady's legacy. This is Bill Belichick after the game. I mean, look, Tom did a great job, and he's a tough guy. We all know that. All right, but I mean, I'm not talking about open heart surgery here. And Tom Brady Incompetent. will now, I believe, be going to a Super Bowl. 
for, for the eighth time, that's 50% of the seasons he's been quarterback for the Patriots. That's it's preposterous. effing real. It's, it's, it's preposterous. And it's and it's the greatest dynasty in, in the history of sports. This is better than Michael Jordan's Bulls. Because, and, you know, and free agency, too. It, in, in the era of NFL free agency, in the era of the salary cap, this is the greatest dynasty in the history of sports, period. And I don't even want to hear any arguments well, to the contrary. Let's just think of it this way. And they're going to win the, the Super Eagles Bowl. In, he played the Eagles in the Super Bowl 10 years ago. The Eagles are a completely different franchise. Jason, 14 you know I mean? years like, ago. Like, like almost, almost 15 years ago. When was the Eagles Super Bowl? 2004. 2004. So, yeah, I mean, think about, like, what T.O. is doing. Mike Frabel caught a touchdown in that Super Bowl. He's a head coach in the NFL now. Think think about what, what, like, T.O. is blowing people up on Twitter still, right, and screaming and crying. Donovan McNabb has obviously had uh, his fair share of post-playing career struggles. You think of where he is right now, and you got Andy Reid switching teams. I mean, Andy Reid has been with the Chiefs for five or six years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just think about how that franchise has changed. I mean, Chip Kelly got chewed up and spit out. I mean, it's they're on. Who their else is left? Is there anybody Andy left? Reed, and it's still Brady and Belichick in the Super Bowl again, again. every other year. Again, it's nuts. It's got to be. Guy, it's got to be. Is there anybody left beside Brady? I don't think there is. On that the guy team? that threw back so. for the Eagles the last time, Donovan McNabb, had just replaced the guy Doug who's Peterson. now the Eagles head yeah. coach. Yeah, I mean, like, that's how freaking old they are. And, and you know, they, they went, and here's what's, what's also mind-numbing about this whole deal for the Patriots. They won three and four years, 2001, 2003, 2004, and then went 10 years without winning one. And remember after Super Bowl 46 when the Giants beat the Patriots the second time and Brady inconsolable in the locker room where you feel like maybe we're never going to win another one because they had the Manningham play in 46, the Tyree play in 42 to take an undefeated season away. And since then, since that Super Bowl 46 loss, this is now three and four seasons back to the Super Bowl. Beat the Seahawks and come from behind fashion. Down by double digits in the fourth quarter. Beat the Falcons down by 28-3 in the Super Bowl last year. Come from 10 points down in the fourth quarter of the AFC Championship game against the best defense in the league. And now, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think I'm sure we're all going to pick them against Nick Foles and the Eagles. Three in four years, 10 years apart. Not like four years apart, 10 years apart. That is insane. It goes to show you, it goes to show you if you have that great quarterback, the sustainable success will follow. He's They'll follow. They will follow. He's the best. Like I mean, right? He's right. But but not everybody's going to have the greatest quarterback. No, but if you have if you have a great like the Packers, Jordan, right? He's the best. He's Jordan, right? He's Jordan on avocado steroids. Yeah, correct. Or that, whatever that cream was they were rubbing He's on his Jordan, hands. If Jordan took the Wizards to the NBA Finals in his age 40 year, yeah. didn't, you know, cripple himself and draft Kwame Brown and, you know, submarine torpedo the franchise wow, for bitter, five more years. Bitter, 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 bitter Wizard bitter, fan. Bitter DC what, do you want fan. Earl Monroe and the gang to come back to the Bullets? <laughs> I wasn't, the, I wasn't a Wizards fan at that time. I am now because of my son, but I, I could give two about the Wizards. <laughs> there he is. Jeez. There he is again. Beep. Guys, Dude, if the president can say it, why can't I? Because the president doesn't work for CBS. Try watching the news with your kids without S-S-S-S-S-S-S. Is it even a cuss word anymore? 
It's like B I T C H. We don't really have a kids. We're name right. You're all over the place. Uh, save it for the save it the. <laughs> hey, seriously though, save the NBA chatter for the NBA DFS podcast, which you can listen to the Sportsline DFS. Don't, podcast. don't you don't you even promote those hacks. Stop. <laughs> Heath Cummings and Mike Mike uh, Mike and Adam do a good job. Anyway, so the Patriots are facing. The Eagles, and as is fitting, because this is how it's been for the Eagles for the entirety of the playoffs, ever and ever since Carson Wentz went down, we are glossing right past the NFC Championship game, focusing on the Patriots. Yeah, yada yada yada. The, the Eagles will be in Minneapolis too. They're underdogs, Nick. Five and a half point underdogs, and I got to tell you, as the only guy who predicted the Eagles would win on this website, I am pro Eagles again. What does that mean? Are you picking the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, Will? Buddy, give me the Eagles early. You're taking the – wait, to cover or to win? To win outright. Wow. wow. I, I give you credit, buddy, because you well, got balls for that pick. He can't take the Patriots because we're the only guys who picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. And, uh, uh, he did. Actually, Nick, I have a question for you, and Pete and Jason can answer it as well because I was thinking about this earlier. Now, I'm not trying to suggest that Nick Foles is Eli Manning, and I wouldn't do that because it's disrespectful for Eli's quasi-Hall of Fame resume. However – I do sort of think when you kind of examine the, the rosters of the 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 giant the second Giants team that beat the Patriots. You're not wrong. And the Eagles, they're pretty similar. Like, they have a ton of depth in defensive line. They have capable linebackers. Um, they've been banged up a little by injury. They have some secondary guys who are really talented but sort of being elevated by the defensive front. And then you have Nick Foles who can make the throws. You have a good coach in Doug Peterson that – that is sort of underrated at this point. You have a, a multi-back running game that can be it can get integrated in the passing game and pound the ball downhill, and you have a good offensive line. I mean, like I feel like there are a lot of similarities there. I felt like the Jaguars also. You're right about that. I thought Jacksonville kind of was a similarity also. And Bortles sure. and Bortles almost had his Tyree Manningham moment. If he had aired that pass a little bit farther to D.D. Westbrook, that could have been a touchdown. And then we're talking. Well, and then, and that's, then that's not the, the one. You, were, you missed the throw to. The Fournette on the wheel route. Yeah, I was in the bathroom. And Fournette should have dove for that ball, and he missed it. And then also, D.D. Westbrook fell down. Can stay up on his feet, get up and go. He had a touchdown if he fell down on the one play. But, look, the bottom line is the Eagles will be competitive because Doug Peterson will scheme things up what to make it, easy, coach, make it easy on, on I was Nick so Foles. I was so wrong about Doug Peterson. You were. You killed him all year, I was too. unbelievably wrong. Yep. How about... Here's Pete- Michael Lombardi. Michael Lombardi's taking all the heat on that one, too. No, I mean, I, I was still... I said I thought he would make the, the, the bad decision in the big moment and screw them. It's been the exact opposite. Like... Like, like, well, when you were saying before, like, a lot of NFL coaches, when they get the lead, go in the fetal position and play not to lose. Doug Peterson, it's like when they have the lead, it's like he's more aggressive in those moments. And it's been awesome, and he's been pushing all the right buttons. And I think, actually, as crazy as this sounds, Peterson is the kind – I don't know if they're going to win the game, Will, but Peterson is not going to kowtow and kneel at the altar of Bill Belichick and genuflect – in front of Belichick the way that Doug Marone did today in that coaching staff and the way that Dan Quinn and, and Kyle Shanahan did in the Super Bowl last year. They're going to go out and they're going to play to win that game. The Eagles are not going to play not to lose, if that made sense. They're going to play to win in the Super Bowl. Well, and we haven't talked about the defense, really, and I think you got to give Jim Schwartz a ton of credit yeah. um, for what's going on over there as well. And uh, it's interesting, you know, Schwartz was one of those guys on that you know, that. Brown's 94 staff. I mean, people forget Schwartz was an intern for Belichick a long, long time ago. Um, 
look, they can get pressure with four, right, without having to bring a lot of heat. Now, he, now he dialed it up more than he normally does today, Schwartz. But in general, with that wide nine, I mean, when those guys are cranking, that's that's where it all starts from. Um, you know, but I I don't think the – I mean, I, I understand Will going out there on a limb. And, and, and look, the, I, certainly the Eagles will have a chance. Do you think it will be close, Jason? I, think, I do. I don't I do. think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a crazy blowout or anything, but I... Give us an early pick to cover, and you, you, you can change it if you want in a couple weeks. Patriots minus 5.5 or minus 6, Jason. Who do you like right now to cover the spread? In pencil, not in pen. I would... I, right now, as we're sitting here thinking, I might take the points, but I think New England wins by a field goal late. I mean, don't you think Brady would do to them what he does to everybody else? They're going to get Brady. And, and how many points... I mean... Man, I don't, I don't know that. I, look, what Foles did today was stunning. Was absolutely stunning. He was but I don't awesome. Think he can score. I don't think he can. I think it takes twenty-four or twenty-seven at least. Yeah, but you know what to though, Brady in this Super Bowl. You know what though, we saw something today with Jacksonville early in that game. They schemed up stuff to get guys open, which the Eagles do all the time. But more than that. Where the hell was the Patriots' pass rush in the first half? Portals had all day to throw. Yeah, all day. Yeah. Uh, right, guys. <laughs> What'd you say? Arizona, am I right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they had nobody. I mean, in the second half, James Harrison got pressure because Cam Robinson got hurt and didn't want to block anybody. Cam Robinson was, after was the, a turnstile after, in that second after half. After he got hurt, he didn't block anybody, and that was a problem. Uh, but but, but I, I'm telling you, they don't rush the passer well enough, and they will scheme guys open. That might be an actually a fun, high-scoring Super Bowl. Well, you know what? Where I think will, and I think your comparison even makes more sense with the Eagles to the Giants, they're going to be able to get pressure on Brady with the front. Their pass rush is better than Jacksonville's. And you saw it, and Pete, you were right about it. You were saying it all week, and we saw it. Brady was seeing ghosts in the first half of that game. Yep. There were a couple plays where he's, he's, he's got happy feet, and, like, like, and no one's even around him, and then he goes down. Will, with Derek Barnett and Chris Long and the wave of pass rushers and Fletcher Graham Cox and in Fletcher the interior. Cox, like, they, Benny Curry, they, they can all rush the pass. They got a shot here to put Brady on his butt early and often in I this I like game. the points. I like the points. I think it'll be a close game. No, I look. I, here's the thing. I mean, I just think if you look at the Patriots' history, they haven't really like the largest margin of victory in six, any right? Super Bowl last year. Last year by six points. But and the Eagles a, one was kind of misleading because well, they got yeah. Remember, the Eagles took forever to get the last touchdown and it, no urgency. Correct. Like the Eagles, there was a three point game, but New England dominated that Super Bowl. The thing that I think about or was was thinking about tonight too is like if the Eagles could managed to pull off something similar to what they did against Minnesota and what Atlanta did against the Patriots last year. And I, Pete, I agree with you hundred percent. I think you saw the Jaguars scheme. Like the Jaguars did such a great job there. Uh, Nathaniel Hack and that offensive coaching staff of getting Blake Bortles into situations where he had one read or one, you know, whether it was one read on the RPO, but one look and an easy throw. And all you had to do was execute. And he was, and he was doing it. I feel like the Eagles can do something similar with Nick Foles if the Eagles get a lead, A, Doug Peterson is is too aggressive to just lay off and, and not go for it. And B, the Eagles are so are, are a perfect perfect team in terms of being built to play from ahead because they have those pass rushers that come in waves and because they have the downhill running game. And so I, I now look, if they get down early to the Patriots, it'll be tough to come back. But it's not like the Patriots have a great defense, so I feel like that's a. It is possible for them to 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 make a run either but way. The, that's why I like the Eagles. The X factor is: <laughs> Does Nick Foles become Nick Foles? It does Nick Foles, who played really well against the Giants the first week, everybody go, "Oh, they're not going to miss a beat." 
Then he played Oakland, and he won very good. He was scatter shooting well, it all over was, the place. He was, he was worse than that. Okay, he was and then in the first little work he got against the Cowboys in that game, he won very good. Last week, they schemed him up. He wasn't great, but he remember the interception. If Keanu Neal picks the ball off, that might be a different game. Oh, you mean the one that he tried to drop kick? Yeah. So yeah, the X factor is, is there any that? chance that Nick, <laughs> Foles, wax on, wax Nick Foles becomes Nick Foles again? Of course. Of right. course there's sure. a chance. Well, yeah. We know Tom Brady ain't becoming something other than Tom Brady. He's the well, and look, this will also be the first time in a month that Nick Foles doesn't isn't playing in his own stadium. To you know what I mean? Like, it'll be the first meaningful game he's playing in something other than a cocoon of you know his home fans. Which, yeah, we know Super Bowls are corporate and they're not like a normal game, but it's certainly I don't think it's going to feel like an Eagles. Uh, I bet you it feels like an Eagles. I bet you it'll be more Eagles fans there than than hundred percent will be more Eagles yep, fans. Every absolutely. um every Pat Super Bowl. We've I've been to I feel like and there's this will be the fourth um, the first three there were there were more of the other team other team fans right Both because Giants games it was more fans for sure yeah and Seahawks well, for sure yeah but it's still not going to be like it's not going to be like a home game no I mean no it's no. not going to be the same there will be enough Pats fans there are enough people making noise but conditions will be good much better than playing at home no. I conditions. I I don't think Foles is gonna. I don't think Foles is gonna piss down his leg like he did in that Oakland game. I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think he will either because I think they've done a great Foles job of scheming stuff today. open. Like he wasn't. He, that was he big was tremendous. Uppercase B quarterbacking. I mean, the the four what, two two touchdown throws of forty five yards or more. I mean, well the one he dropped in the one he dropped into um, Tory Smith Torrey, on the flea flicker. Oh my god, that half. was one of the best throws he's I ever mean, made in his lifetime. The one to Jeffrey wasn't bad either when he yeah, that was wide open. Was, that was an easy throw, in though. Yeah. Stepped into that no, throw. No, the play there was stepping it was stepping away from the pressure. The well, throw he was easy. He had to avoid the pressure and get yeah. himself in a position to still square his shoulders and then unleash that thing. I mean, look, he was damn near unstoppable. Um, so I don't want to take anything away from that. But things just happen when you go against Belichick. You know what I mean? And and And, and – I was shocked they didn't turn Bortles over at least once. Um, they're going to have to turn Foles over once or twice, I think, because of the nature of this game. Um, what would the spread be I if Foles think we'll was, have if Wentz was in the game? The Eagles would be favored. Or be, Whoa, pick maybe. they would be favored. I, the Eagles with Wentz, I think, absolutely beat the Patriots. I think that, I think that was the would. best team in football. I think they'd be. I think it'd be pick them. But right, how about Howie Roseman? By the way, this Eagles team down their starting quarterback. Hall of Fame left tackle, starting middle linebacker, Darren Sproles in the Super Bowl. Insane. They've done a good job. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. No, they 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 absolutely positively. I still have, worry about the left side of the offensive line a little bit. Tie. And and Wisniewski. The uh and the Vikings were just terrible. Bad. As a no show. No, that was. Yeah, what that is was it? What is it now? Oh and six now? Oh and six in their last. Oh and six in their last six NFC. No, no, no. I'm talking about the zero and six for walk offs. Teams that had to walk off the week before the following week, they're zero and six. The Saints must have been sick watching this game today. And the Falcons well, were too. Well, they I mean, the, Eagles. the Vikings clearly didn't come. I mean, the first drive was great, and Keenum looked sharp. Um, the pick six flipped everything on its head, but they just they looked like they just got discombobulated and they weren't exactly ready to play. By the way, the now with the Patriots and Eagles beating the Super Bowl. That is every year since 2013, with the exception of the Cowboys last year, the number one seeds have met in the, in the Super Bowl. And, and, and of course, last year, the Falcons were two. So you had the one and two seed. It's been, been very chalky in that sense. Um, you know, we 
talk about underdogs. You know, for for a while there it was wild cards making the run into the Super Bowl. It is yeah. really those seeds holding up, even in situations where you have Nick Foles playing quarterback for the Eagles. Um, with that one exception of the Cowboys, it's pretty surprising. Well, it surprised me. I mean, like Case Keenum was not great. And we can get into him. He had, what, no, he had no prayer, dude. Yeah, no, I mean, prayer. look, and, and, and the game was not about Keenum. I agree. And I don't know that no. it should necessarily serve as a referendum for next season. We'll talk about that before we finish this podcast. To me, the stunning thing about this game was how bad this Vikings defense was. And it wasn't just Shocking. that they got out-schemed. It was that it seemed like they like their hearts weren't in it almost. Like, like if like how many times did the Eagles have a third down play where it was whether it was a rusher or a receiver catches the ball or is running with the ball short of the marker and he just Minnesota misses a tackle or or the defender gets gets dragged past the first down marker. I mean the Eagles flat out on offense physically it felt like wanted the game more than the Vikings did on defense. That was stunning to watch. Where was Everson Griffin, by the way? That was supposed to be the yeah. mismatch. He was a no-show. They were all bad, though. Yeah, but he, but you're talking about a guy like, remember the all the week, they were talking to him against Vitae. He Vitai. was going to kill Vitae. Yeah, well, where was he? And, and Mike Zimmer's got to take it. And Zimmer, like, kind of threw him under the bus a little bit in the postgame. Goes, yeah, we knew what they were going to run. Oh, did you? I mean, then maybe you should have coached your team a little better, well, buddy. Pl- players got to make plays. I mean, Terrence Newman made a terrible play on the long That's touchdown. one play, though. No, I know. I mean, Ken- Kendrick's bar. I mean, the defense. this was a bad game by Minnesota. It, was, it wasn't very good. <laughs> Who's better off in the long haul, the Jaguars or the Vikings? Jason? Who is better off in the long haul? Franchise success over the next five years more, the Jaguars or the Vikings? The Jags. Younger. I don't. I don't know. It's an interesting Plus. thought. I, they're both probably fairly comparable. In a lot well, their of running ways. back isn't coming off an ACL. That's an advantage to the Jaguars. The Jaguars' defense is young. Like the Vikings' t- defense is not old, old. No, but Griffin's getting up uh, a little older. Robeson's o- a little older. You're right. They're younger. Look, Jacksonville has one starter that's not in you know, a defense that's older than thirty, and it's Campbell. That's it. The um, the Vikings too, like Vikings. I, I know Jason, you reported on the NFL today on Sunday. Great, great spot by the way. I was tuned in, of course. I'm sure Nick and Pete were too. I was watching Nick and Pete on my second screen. Um, but we the, weren't uh, on today, so you're lying. What's that? We weren't on today, so we know you're lying. Yeah, I'm lying. Every- <laughs> um, the uh, he was watching but- Good Morning Football. He's he's just kidding. Is that on? Is that Bill, what he was watching Bill Barnwell's video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was, actually, I, was, I was going for a run, I told you. I was, I, was out, I was out exercising before those games. Do you think that they will ultimately franchise tag Case Keenum because they don't have any quarterbacks under contract and Pat Shermer's about to leave to take the Giants' job? By the way, can, can the Giants take that back after after this game today? We get somebody else? It, it, Jaguars coordinators? Not after that second half. I mean, it's a stay away from all of them. Jim Schwartz gets my Coordinator of the Week award. What a... That guy, he was dialing. He wow. is locked that, in. That, that right there is a prestigious. The Will Brinson Coordinator <laughs> oh of the Week God, Award. Oh, my God. That'll make his – that'll that's be on almost, his mantle. That's up there with the Patriot of the Week Award that Tom Brady yeah, can't win. That'll so be on his mantle. Uh, you know what? I can't wait to see Schwartz at the Super Bowl. We can ask him what he's going to do with that trophy. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so, so, Jason, though, well, what do you think about what are the Vikings going to do a quarterback? Yeah, I think they have to. Franchise team him? I think they should bring Bradford back. Franchise him or transition him? What does Bradford do? Bradford, dude, he's – Never, ever, ever, ever healthy. You have to be cleared to play games in order to play him. I mean, he, like, was, he was active look today. Over the last five years, he's missed more games than he's played. There, Is he going to get a contract possibly. somewhere? Of course. Bradford, somewhere, I mean, he's not going to get a huge contract. contract. Yeah, exactly. The, the yeah, Jaguars I mean, should sign him on a one-year deal. To compete with Bortles? Yeah. That, that, that would be a smart move. 
Yeah, I mean, something like that I could see. Or, like, Buffalo needs a bridge guy for a year because they're drafting. They're going to trade. They're going to trade Tyrod, and then they're drafting somebody. What about Bridgewater? Um, dude, they don't. They had Bradford ahead of him. I mean, I think that's fairly telling. I mean, as much as they want it to work out, and I do think they will retain Bridgewater, but you can't bank on that either. You have no idea what's, where. You know, what's Keenum going to look like where, without Sherman? Where he's going to be? I mean, you run a similar offense. I, I don't think Pat Shermer is the greatest play caller in the history of the NFL. Like, I think, you know, I, I think you can do comparable things with somebody else. I think it has a much more to do with the chemistry and the, you know, wavelength that he shares with the wide receivers and the tight end and, and all that stuff that went on. And they should be able to run the ball even better next year. I don't know how a team that came this close to a Super Bowl goes into the, you know, March with nobody under contract other than maybe Bridgewater you know, on a hope I stay healthy deal. It it just, uh, you know. What do the Jaguars do with Bortles? What do the Jaguars do with Bortles now? I think they're riding with them. I think they're riding with them. I mean, they got enough out of them to make it to a championship game with a defense that's young and still a little green. I, I would be surprised if they do anything other than stick. The problem with him is, you're talking $18, $19 million. It doesn't give you a whole lot of leeway to go bring in somebody else making 10 or 12 But that's kind of the going rate at the position. Like, what are you supposed to do, though? Like, they're kind of hamstrung, right? Yeah, they're damned if they – they're damned because but the fact that they went to the championship game almost forces them to keep them. Yes. And he, I don't see and he played exactly – but, but wait, when you really evaluate it, didn't he play exactly the way they wanted him to play? Didn't turn it over, threw for right. just enough yards. I mean, so if that's what you want in a quarterback – then that's your guy. Then you can do that. Yeah, I, I think. I wonder if Carlson likes. I think that status quo does. there. I do. Now, is the backup somebody different? Like, do they maybe bring in Mike Glennon? Is Glennon a guy Ugh. at six or seven? You bring. I like. I like the know. Bradford idea quite Bradford a bit. Bradford makes sense. Bradford would be more. Yeah, Brad, I wouldn't I trade picks like. for Alex Smith. I'll tell you that right now. I. 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 I or I, I would go with. I like Josh McCown. Here's another one, though, Jason. <laughs> How many times? Okay, we watched the, the, the we watched the Eagles today, right? And they had guys wide open, wide open, right? How many times do you ever watch Jacksonville play and see anybody wide open ever? Today, today, where? Because there's guys wide open all the time. They were. I'm talking about down the field, drive the ball down the field, not dinky dunky things that they don't like to the tight end and stuff. I'm talking about the receivers. They need to get a receiver. They need a big. Now the question is, do they bring Allen Robinson back on a? some kind of tag or something to keep him there because they don't have a big receiver. Hearns goes, yeah. they keep the little guys, they draft the guy. But they need to – their receivers don't win. I mean, they've, they've invested in the receiver position, right? I mean, Robinson, Hearns, they got they hurt. A extension to D.D. Westbrook, they drafted they need a early. They need a one. Right. Yeah. Robinson's yeah. a two, and the little well, slot guys – and Westbrook and Gang are oh, little yeah. guys. They're th- Allen they're, Robinson looked like a top ten wide receiver in the NFL two years ago. And no, 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 but, he doesn't no, no but like, to be fair, that was like like two years ago. Like last year, I love Allen Robinson. I think he's, I, I he's going to bounce back next year when he's healthy, and I think he's going to have a good 2018. He couldn't win last year. They doubled like, like, like it's, couldn't it's, win the it's double. It's legitimately been two years. Like we, like, we can't say that flippantly. He had a full season under his belt where he didn't get it done, and then he was hurt all year this well, year, and, and I like him. And the other thing is, when you, when you are a supposed number one receiver, 
surprise people, and then you play, and they double you and treat you like a one, and you look more like a two, then you're a two. He's a two. He's not a one. Is he Alvin Harper? Just, it, it, he's better. He's it's it, different. It's different, but different, in but better. Know, works yeah. at it. Loves it. Yeah. Alvin Harper didn't. I mean, he wasn't that guy. Uh, but but I mean that's like today. Adam Thielen had three catches for twenty eight yards. Adam Thielen's finding out now mm. what it's like to be. He is. I don't, I don't know. I the whole the Vikings. Stuck it was a the day whole game. where everything collapsed. Yeah, I don't know if that's what did he do. Out what did he have last week in the game? Teams. He played with a fractured back. <laughs> well, I, I think I think Diggs is better than he is. I've been saying that. You, all d- you have been saying that. I don't think it's close. I think I think Diggs has got some Beckham in him. I think Diggs is good, like has a chance. Uh, he doesn't have Beckham in. Uh, he's got a little bit. I'm not saying he's as good as Beckham, but he's he's like baby oh, Beckham. He's a little good. baby Beckham inside of him. All right, uh, this podcast that's, that's is running awkward. a little bit longer than Pete wanted it to, so I'm going to add a third topic onto the list because we got to talk about Mike Vrabel. Pete getting hired by the Titans this week. I like it. On Saturday, you don't like it. You I do. I do love you, it. I've been pushing no, it. No, say, say it because he wants I you to say it. I love the hiring. See, see, Will is. I, I give Will credit as a professional host myself. Will is doing a bang up job hosting, and our producer Zach, f for not getting that right. Love you, Zach. Sorry, buddy. And then he set you up, Pete, to do the love, and you didn't do it. Will's doing his job. You got to pick up your teammate, Pete Prisco. He set you up for the love. I'm, say it, damn it. I'm selfish. I care about me. I don't care about the team. Do I care about a team? I care about me. <laughs> You remember Ricky Davis like ten years ago? Ricky remember Davis Ricky Davis tried, tried to get the triple double and threw and threw the ball off the, off the rim to rebound it. Yeah, yeah. love that. Pete. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Pete That's Ricky a, Davis Prisco. You can call me whatever you want. I'm about me. No, look, I think the hiring of Mike Vrabel is fantastic. I really do. I, I I've been preaching that for a while. Somebody needs to hire the guy, and I keep hearing all your football uh, sheep buddies there. Uh, Will. Talking about how, oh, his defense regressed last year when he coordinated it. J.J. Water, Whitney Merciless. Right, and, I mean, and Cushing missed a bunch I of mean, time, too. On. You need to stop your – tell your sheep buddies over there to, to, to drain it in a little bit. And you know who I'm talking about, uh, your sheep buddies. But, look, I think Rabel is one of those guys that's going to stand in front of the room and go, and everybody's going to listen to him. He's got that personality. He's got that, that you know, leader of men type of thing. And I like his tiring of an offensive coordinator. Go get he's the guy. He's gonna stand in the front of the room and be on like a podium, and people are gonna listen to him. Yeah, no that is, that, that is generally Wait, but you know what? Happens, yeah. There's a lot of coaches in this league where they sit in the back and they think about what they're eating for supper tomorrow afternoon. They don't listen to him. I don't think anyone above or below the age of forty has ever referred to dinner as supper. Supper. No, dinner. no, no one calls it supper. I say supper sometimes. One. What do we have for supper? You you have supper. I have mm. never said the word I don't supper. Say it that often. I feel like that that I was like left behind in the Bible, like in biblical no, it wasn't. times. Yes. It wasn't. It was. It's dinner or supper. What are we having for supper? Like, like, Mummy, what are we having for supper? No, that's that's the Brinson household. You got the wrong one. Supper. Get the hell out. Who the? I guarantee you that there's no one listening to this podcast. Brinson right just said he says supper. Yeah, well, Brinson's it's King Patagonia the first in the Ivory Tower. <laughs> I'm talking about real working class people. No one freaking calls it supper. Nobody. Nobody. What's for supper? No, and then you just added an A to the end. Yeah, yeah. supper. No, no. In my house, we we're good. Hey, Ma, what's for supper? I, there's no chance that you called it supper. Not a chance. Supper. No, no, no All chance. Right, here's the bigger question, Jason. What is my? Who is Mike Rabel going to hire as his offensive? Well, that that's the thing. We get caught up in the guy who's the head coach. It's the totality of the staff yep. that's often going to be what really separates them from others. And I, this idea about hiring the co-OC from Ohio State. 
Eh, he likes it. I like it. You got to get Mario to play in that kind of no. offense. He's going to be in that. No, that. he's he's not. Then 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 just then you're going to be drafting a quarterback in two years. He's not built for that at this level. If that's not screaming to people, then I don't. Maybe I'm not watching the same thing as everybody else. But every single game when he when he plays like garbage, and then they, they come out after the game. Well, you know, he got hurt in the first quarter again. Like that. So well, what? He's going to do a lot of the things Nick Foles did today. Same type of stuff. Huh? He's going to play the same type of that RPO stuff and all that that Nick Foles did today. But like Mariota's not a small guy, though. No. Like he's bigger than Russell Wilson. Why can Russ do it, but but Mariota can't? Russ is Russ is a better athlete than him, and Russ is a better quarterback than him, and Russ is a better pocket. Well, there, well, there's no question about the last. Two. Russ is a better but, quarterback but, but, than Mariota. But a better athlete. Yeah, I'd say Russell's a better so. athlete. Look, hey, by, by the way, there's a team that needs to change their focus and spread the ball around, the, and they'll use those RPOs. I'm telling you, it makes it easy on the quarterback. they got to make it easy on the guy. I, I have no problem with that hire. Who did you I, think I he should know, hire? I, I, Who do you I, think I he should hire? I wanted him to hire Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan's a good coach. That would have been an interesting I, one. I, I, just, I, I think the focus needs to be on develop. He, if he takes the next step, it's going to be within the confines of the pocket. And it's not going to be you agree with that, running Pete? around out. He has to get better in the pocket, but you can get better in the pocket by making it easier on him and making him run those RPOs and all that stuff. That's how you're going to get him better. And then as he gets more confidence, in he, look, Carson Wentz plays in those that same offense. He's a pocket passer, right? But he moves around. He gets outside. He makes plays. But he, he's a physical freak. But when he freak, keeps though. it on an RPO, he runs people over. When this guy keeps it on an RPO, he's knocked out of the game. You he's know, got a little RG3 in him to that extent. Yeah. yeah, consistently. But but look what happened. Look who's sitting out now, though. Sitting out the Super Bowl. The big guy, Carson Wentz, is sitting out the Super Bowl, isn't he? And but how did it happen? He, he didn't. It was a freak injury for Wentz, though. Still, I don't know. it happened. No, it wasn't a freak injury. Uh, he was diving. When you play the game that way, that's going to happen. Hey, I'm but, I'm normally with you, but I don't. I'm with you, Jason. It wasn't like RG three, like a I don't seeking missile into contact. But it you wasn't see, that. but you see I, the way that the they don't diagram and a lot of plays for the quarterback to run. So if they're gonna, if he's gonna bring in the Ohio State offense and he's gonna diagram quarterbacks plays for the quarterback to run, I don't like that. If he's gonna yeah. diagram plays where he spreads it out and gets the ball out of his hands and does a lot of those RPOs, they've RPO got tours, weapons. Like right. that offense should be good next right, year. Right. I don't mind that. Uh, who do you he, think he should hire, he, oh, Jason? Jason? You guys say weapons. You guys just because it's. Like, hey, I'm not. Like, I don't. I'm with. I'm with you, Jason. Davis I don't know how many weapons he has. Him, right. Then, then, then. I mean, it's like well, because they took him there. Sometimes people just make garbage picks. I looked like, pretty good last week against the Joe Patriots. Does Joe Flacco have weapons because Bashad Perriman and Max Williams were picked in the Stop top? Stop it. 35. Corey Davis like, is good. Well, not no, yet. Cor- Corey Davis had two touchdowns against the Patriots yeah. in Foxborough in a playoff that's game. That's all he did all year. In one game. He's a rookie receiver. He came into the league hurt, and he stayed hurt. But I'll I, I, I tell you what, Same what Mike. with the kid in Cincinnati who you guys were slobbering Well, to be over. fair, that was just me. You know what? I, I, hey, Jason, I'll tell you what Mike Vrabel's doing by this kind of hire. He wants to see what Bill O'Brien did with Deshaun Watson, and he wants to do the same type of thing. Mm. That's what he wants to do. He wants to play up fast. Spread the ball out. Get the ball out. I watched the Titans. I went back and watched the Titans-Patriots on tape the other day. They nearly made me puke as many tight ends as they had on the field in certain situations. And you know what the Patriots did? You know what the Patriots did? They put everybody down, and they couldn't block them. They couldn't run the ball because they couldn't block them. You got to spread people out nowadays, and I think that's where Doug Peterson and gang has a little advantage over some of these other teams. Yeah, the, uh, the, the Vrabel thing, I think, is... 
is 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 pretty interesting for the for the Tennessee Titans in that division because like Pete, like you said, that division is is going to be pretty good next year. It's going to be interesting. I mean, like let's see what the Jaguars do at quarterback. Let's see how Vrabel works out. By the way, Mike Vrabel teammate on the Chiefs with his his new kicker Ryan Suckup, and uh, and also part of the trade out of the Patriots with his new soon to be former backup quarterback Matt Castle. Wait, so uh, I, I got a Jason. I got a, I, I got a question for you, Jason. So obviously it was assumed that when the Titans when like all of this went down. So let's say it's before Week 17, right? When the Titans have that win and in against Jacksonville, it's assumed that you know the Titans want Josh McDaniels, right? And I guess like it had been reported for a while that McDaniels maybe had his eyes on that job as well, right? So yes. Malarkey goes on this run. They go to the divisional round. McDaniels gets in with the Colts, and I know that's been reported for a while, and that's the expectation is that McDaniels is going to go to the Colts. Was this something that, like, John Robinson, like, did, did, is this something they knew in advance that, like, Vrabel was potentially going to be the guy? Because they only interviewed a couple guys. What, they interviewed Wilkes, they interviewed Matt LaFleur, and they interviewed Vrabel, and then Vrabel immediately got the job. So is well, this yeah, something... Once, once, once it was clear, and I reported this, and other people did, that they weren't going to get a crack at Josh McDaniels, you know... Like, Vrabel, was he their guy? Robinson knew from his time there. So is he the guy, so, like, yeah, like I mean, before they hired Malarkey, was this, like, the Raiders almost with Gruden? Like, no, okay, this is no, our guy. Here's the thing. He had to, he had to hire Malarkey. Somebody could have hired Rabel a week before that. Right. Rabel's season ended three, three and a half, whatever, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, however how long it's been. So there was no guarantees that Rabel was still going to be out there because Arizona could have hired him. Yeah. I mean, the Bears could have hired him. Like, but the, the Cardinals Colts don't have a head coach. Him. So... No, it wasn't like that. Now, once they got to this point and McDaniels isn't there, then it was pretty clear like what they did, right? They interviewed Vrabel, the guy who the GM knew and at that point wanted. They hired Wilkes, who makes a lot of sense and also fulfills the Rooney Rule requirements. And then they hired LaFleur, who I think, depending on the composition of the staff, is someone who maybe they would still look at as a potential play caller there. But that was never a head coaching interview, I don't believe. That was more of a... Well, let's talk. Let's figure out a little bit more about McVeigh's offense, and let's talk to him, and maybe we get him on this on Vrabel's staff if that makes sense. Um, and then that turned out to be it. I thought they would wait till next week to at least talk to Jim Schwartz, um, given what he's done in this league and his ties to that organization. Um, and he's another guy from the Belichick family tree because that's all the rage this year. And you know, I thought they would hire from that family tree. It turns out they hired Vrabel. Um, and won't you know? Didn't even wait to talk to Schwartz, but but that was the only. I thought they might want to talk to maybe a DiFilippo and maybe a Schwartz um, come this week, but they obviously were By the happy way, with Rabel. You mentioned Arizona doesn't have a coach. Keep an eye on Brian Flores. Yeah, yeah, he's got a legitimate. Job I've there. heard. I would think that hire everyone on the Patriots yeah. staff is going to be a head coach next year. I've I mean, heard. It's insane. I've heard nothing but good things about him, and I don't know him, Jason, but I. Guys I respect in this league, I've checked yeah. on them. Uh, I'm talking about star power. That's what they think with that kid. Yeah, I mean, they're, look, they're waiting for somebody who's still in it. They've got Wilkes as their sort of fallback guy. But, you know, this week they could do multiple second interviews with people. I know they will definitely Schwartz, talk to Flores. Live there. Will's right. Like, why wouldn't they talk to Jim Schwartz? Like, and, and I don't like Jim Schwartz, really. But they, Schwartz, did. they did once, I mean, and they could again. I, I don't know that that's the route that the GM wants to go. I, I don't know that that's the personality fit. I don't know that he's like a he's, he's, the, he's the guy they think will click with their owner, and clicking with the owner is a big part of this job. Um, I can't believe the Giants are going to hire Shermer. He's going to bring Jack Del Rio in. 
I don't, I don't know that that's definite. But I, I hope I not. I heard that that's definite. I, ho- I hope it doesn't Where's happen. Where's their ties? Usually these guys have ties. I haven't found any. They have the same agent. Yeah, well, there you go. God, this just makes me freaking I'm, I'm bracing for another bad Giants. Not that it doesn't make a difference on this at this point, but yeah. Who is it? Phil, uh, Phil, what's his name? Is that his agent still? It's the defensive coordinator. If Flores leaves too, who's the Pats' new defensive coordinator? That's a good question because it would have been it would have been Flores. Knowing what about Bill, what about Aaron? What about Aaron Glenn? You hear his name? Yeah, I mean, and you know, you guys just said Saban. I mean, there could be somebody at Alabama who makes sense for them, or you know, I'm trying to think of people who've left there recently and. Come no, because Bama's got to um, – it won't be from Bama, right, because Pruitt took the Tennessee job, so Bama's going to have to – Right. Yeah. They're already – well – Well, I McDaniels mean, wonder... is McDaniels is going to hire the, the guy from Cowboys, right? Isn't that going to be his defensive coordinator? Yeah, Eberflus, yeah. Yeah. And then – so who's Patricia going to hire as his offensive coordinator? Jim Bob? He may keep he may keep Jim Bob Cooter and Brian Callahan there. Doesn't yeah. that make sense to do that? The only problem is you got factions. When you keep guys that are already on staff, you automatically got factions. Whether you, you know, if you don't get along with them, you're going to have players over there, you're going to have coaches over there with them instead of bringing your own guys. What about Jim Bob as the Titans offensive coordinator? Mm. If they if they let him go, I mean they have to let him go. So still a lot to be settled in oh, terms of the yeah. coaching stuff, which is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Well, because of because of these guys being, you know, now you you've got at least two and possibly four coaches who people want still in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Still participating in February. That That's going to tend to push things back. Can I be honest with you guys? The Patricia and McDaniel stuff is, I mean, is done, 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 though, right? Like, there's no yeah. coming back from there, right? Yeah. And so is Shermer. I mean, Shermer will be done tomorrow. Uh, he's flying in there tomorrow Gross. for a quote-unquote second interview. I mean, I bet the press conference is tomorrow. I bet the press conference will put people to sleep. I got to be honest. I was rooting for the Jaguars to win. I wanted Jacksonville yeah. to win. Why? My Jacksonville, my Jaguars, Eagles money line parlay almost. almost By the way, Will, I got to tell you, man, that is a badass bet. Like when you texted me that, like I was, I was bummed for you, buddy, that the Jaguars couldn't hold up their end of the bargain. Podcast. Last the, the, what would that have paid? Uh, eight and a half to one. Wow, wow. nice. Yeah, I'm pissed that they couldn't get it done. Like I, I respect greatness with the Patriots, but I wanted to see the Jaguars. I'm, I'm angry that they didn't get it done because now I got to go to the Pro Bowl. Ricky Davis here. Uh, how many of you guys, how many picks against the spread did you gentlemen get correctly? Uh, it might have been zero for yours truly. Two for, one None for, for me. me. One for me. And, Will, you had both, right? Had both, and they were worth three points apiece. We got a game. We got a game. All right, that three go. points apiece thing is below. Yeah, I tend to agree with I mean, Jason. Hey, you no, you didn't say that on Friday, Big Mouth. Real time. What the hell so, wait, I'm in first place now then, huh? That would be correct, Pete. Well, Jason, but did Jason No, he got over. He went over. I got an offer. Jason's at six. Pete would be at seven. I'm what do I'm tied for first because I had one. And All right, I got so seven. so Super Bowl. Not only do we pick the spread, but we also pick the over under. I'm good Which, with that. What's the right. Super Bowl worth? Five thousand. Five points each. Well, it doesn't matter because I think Nick. This is you so got stupid. Like we're making it up as we go along. 
Nick, did you get zero or one right? I think I might have gotten zero. <laughs> <laughs> might have been zero. And, and he had zero when he called it his action earlier today. Not, not, so. not good. I'll put, I'll put it this way. I got a fantasy football payment today and sent it right to my bookie. <laughs> I'm, I'm in first place by my by my calculations because I'm not playing by this rule. They're all worth one, and so I'm still in first place. He's like he's making up now. Jason's making up his own rule. Well, you know what? Here's the only thing yep. that matters, Will. You and I won the regular season contest, the super contest, and Pete lost. That's really all that matters. Uh, uh, look, and why are we we'll, even making these picks then? For fun. We're having fun. And we're changing jackets. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, <hope> all right. <laughs> I think this is run its course. Correct. Leave us. I got to go write a column. Uh, leave a subscription, or uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Follow at Pick 6 Pod on Twitter. And we'll be back for four shows. No, we'll be back for two or three shows this week, time depending. And, uh, uh, sounds like Brinson is trying to weasel out of a couple. No, I just of think <laughs> I was just saying I don't know about Wednesday because we what do we have? We don't really have anything to do. There might be coaching yeah. news. Well, we could do that on Friday. Wow. Pete's trying to weasel. It's a weasel. I'm going to be driving to the Pro Bowl, so I don't care. Oh. Pete goes. I got a long week of writing ahead of me. I said, "How many columns are you going to write, Big Boy? Two? No, I'm not writing. I'm going to report. I think Pete, those three words Pete uttered to start that sentence can really encapsulate his 2017 to 18 experience. I'm not writing. I'm going to tweet out. Hey, tweet hey out. Brinson. <laughs> Hold on. Let Brinson say, to say this joke. Super Bowl preview from Pete Prisco. <laughs> colon. No, <laughs> no, you know what I'm, you know I'm going to do? Tweet this out. I wrote more original content last week than you wrote all year, Brinson. How about that? There you go. Thank you. Pete wins. No, I think Brinson wins. No, I win. Here's Pete Prisco's written Super Bowl preview, colon, hit the tweet button. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the link? Oh, no, there's no link. Brinson, you're not saying anything about anybody's tweeting. Your life is Twitter. All right. You're, a walking, you're a walking gift. <laughs> All right. There's only, there's only one thing to do here, Will, and it's at the podcast. Everyone's a walking gift. It's a moving picture. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>